Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. And we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great giver of runes, Helen Rowland always mused, you will never win in a Kansas City playgroup if you never begin turning into a degenerate. Not bad. Fair. Not bad. That's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Squeamy Gee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. They had the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, with Double Masters coming out, he'll be using that next stimulus check for VIP boosters. Woo! Upsetting. Thank you for tuning into your loserness source of Magic the Gathering news. This thing was rigged. That's why it took yeah, several months to happen. Uh, we need a recount. We need a hockey. recount. It's a kangaroo court, and this whole thing is just is ridiculous. Hell, you I'm know delaying what? the election. We're, we're putting you it off. What? We don't even want it anymore. I blame Florida. Yeah. yeah we're going to start off the top of the cast with the latest incarnage that ensued with 45. Well, uh, I was at the lake. So I got nothing. Uh, what you would call a squeeze breeze Ooh. is a Mr. Combo's poop toilet. <laughs> so, what's squeeze, like, do what's you have like any games you want to talk about? Uh, none in specific, but I played a lot of games. So I was out in uh, California with friend of the cast, Mikhail, and uh, his wife, Kayla, stayed there for six days and played every one of his godless decks. Oh, and God. I don't mean that in the fact of, like, godless decks in or godless cards in the deck. I mean, like, all of them are godless and have no soul, and they're horrible. Um, yeah. I, I just... I, I didn't realize, and I had to do this all one-on-one. So it was just oh, me. Yeah. I brought four of my decks. I think I had Akiri, I had uh, Reese, I had Gorm, and I had um, Kakusha. So I had all I of those. The real I thought you were taking apart Gorm. Uh, you know, I was, and then it's, it's, it's gotten back into my favor, I guess I would say. Um, it's just too many big creatures to get rid of. I like it. It's fun. Um, but yeah, so I played all of those different decks and died in a multitude of horrific fashions, but I did find a card that he's been running and I can't remember which deck he's running it at. It's the one that he likes to give things to people. Zedru. Yes. Uh, it's Delaying Shield. Oh my. Oh, yeah. God. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, so he gave it to me while I had Reese out and I was playing with a bunch of tokens. And this card that he gave to me that he thought was going to kill me because he was like, I'm going to give this to you and then you can't pay for it and you're going to die at the beginning of your upkeep, right? Uh, and for those playing the home game, it's if you would deal or be dealt damage, put that many delay counters on delaying shield instead. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove all delay counters from delaying shield. For each delay counter removed this way, you lose one life and unless you pay one and a white. So I had like 75 tokens on the board. And he had like delaying shield had like 30 something counters on it. And then I also had a cryptolith right out. So I could actually use my tokens to pay Uh, for the delaying shield. And then they couldn't kill me for the rest of the game because I had delaying shield. So all damage would be done. I double tokens every single turn. So every turn I double, I can take more damage. And then it's, it's just such a beautiful card in the thing. It worked out so well. Do not put that into Reese. That is, that is a categorical mistake. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Just, just knock it off. <laughs> it's it's I'm not almost a new I, bit. 
I thought his story was going to be way better because I thought he was going to talk about, oh, have you heard of this card in nine lives? Oh, he, he, yeah. he got it down with one counter, gave it to me, and then I died. And then I died. No, he was actually fairly fairly hosed in that game, other than delaying shield. And I had yeah. a quick panic moment because I'd never really seen it before, so I didn't know what it did, and I didn't really realize that I had enough tokens to pay for it. So as soon as I was like, "Well, he's going to give it to me on my upkeep, and all my crap's tapped," so I'm screwed. I'm going to die, and I freaked out, and I tried to try to do anything I could, but it ended up saving my life. Well, there Perfect. you go, uh, Big Tuck. I know you recently did a trip down south. I did. I went Let's to, talk about some games down there. I did. I got to jam a little bit down there. Also, I'm enjoying this delicious beer from Cabin Boys Brewing. I know it's not. Uh, I know it's not. Rock our, Creek. I know it's you not know our what? alternate universe podcast, Bruising Builds. So we'll I haven't been. I haven't been in Rock Creek Brewing in two weeks. It's weird. I, I. Spoiler alert: We are not talking about that this week either. Shockingly. Wow. But uh, yeah, I got to go to uh, Dragon Slayer uh, down in Tulsa, and I met. And played a couple of games with Ryan Caswell and Jake slash Josh. Um, fun guys. It's a really cool store down there. If you guys are there, to check it out. But the funniest thing was, I went there with a bunch of stickers and was like handing them out a little bit, right? And Jake Josh, he like kind of was looking at me like he recognized me. We're all wearing masks, right? And I'm wearing a hat. So I told him I do a podcast in Kansas City, and he says, "Oh, are you?" Like, did I did I meet you somewhere? I was like, I don't think so. He's like, were you at okay? Were you at Magic Fest OKC? I was like, <laughs> no. But there's a guy there who probably sounded and was loud as me, my size, but with a full head of hair and without the beard. And I pulled my thing down. He's like, oh yeah. And then he was like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, was well, he, he was either playing a Sisse or Jota deck? He's like, yeah, Sisse deck. I was like, yeah, that's just a combo. <laughs> so uh, then he like turned over and he actually had our sticker on the back of the box, which was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So I. I guess they were more of like the competitive group and I brought down not competitive decks. Although, so I went uh, one and two, but I did get to win a Pyrrhic victory, the blue collar way with Prosh Ooh. and... Um, a blue collar prosh win. A blue, a blue collar prosh win with. Um, yeah. Also, we got to we got to pause right here. You just said you didn't bring any competitive decks yet. You say your prosh is your most competitive I deck. Brought, I brought it down, but they were playing so like maybe I brought my best deck. Stuff, Don't so. hold it against me. But I won it. Um, I won with the uh, card where whenever a creature dies, it deals damage to target opponent equal to the amount of cards in their hand. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's really good though. Uh, Tormenting whispers or something along those lines. But yeah, it gets it, that, that works in like the Brea deck, right? It's a right, red card. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, but what I what I didn't realize is it's I thought it was just creatures you control. No, no, no. no. It's any creature. Yeah. So um, that didn't work. And another guy was playing this like infinite combo um, Shadowborn Apostle deck, and he was pretty much like, "Well, I'm gonna go infinite or kill, or I'm gonna go infinite or give you the game." And I was like, <laughs> "Do you have a removal?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "I guess you're giving me." the game and sniped everybody so um no it was fun to play mostly it was fun to play irl and of course it's always fun to play with yeah. new people so so yeah. i have a question you were at dragon slayer were they totally metal man <laughs> uh caswell seemed like a guy who listened to a lot of birthday massacre which is a kind of tangential metal band uh but tangential I say, metal i, I like say, it. it's a new I genre say they were uh they were you know more like alloys in terms of metals Hey, Big Tuck, can we That's start a tangential metal band? I think we I already like have. To be in that. It's the filibusters. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? And of course, it's that time. Yeah. 
for your favorite segment that's already happened like nine times this year. No big deal. A billion sets. Uh, <laughs> it is CMD Towers Not So Accurate Set Review Woo! Double Masters Edition. It is CMD Towers Not So Accurate Set Review Double Masters Edition. Oh, good bit. Yeah, that's okay, right. I see, I see what you're doing. Good bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good bit. So it's a great bit. This one's going to be a little bit different. You know, traditionally we do all the types, but we did add in one because there's a 40 some odd new box toppers. So we're also going to talk about our favorite box toppers. So we're going to talk about creature, artifact, enchantment, planeswalker, sorcery, instant land, legend, box topper. Strap in. Um, yeah, strap in. There's a lot. So before we dive into this, I know we had kind of briefly talked a month or two ago about Double Masters when it got announced and a few of the box toppers. Now that we've seen pretty much all the spoilers, uh, let's just give 30 second overview thoughts that you kind of have uh, on the set. Um, me personally, I pre-ordered two boxes for around 300 bucks. Um, watched a YouTube video today of someone unboxing a case or a case, a box of VIP boosters, which is only four packs. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I may just sit on my boxes. Really? There's great cards. There's great cards in this set. And I think this is just where, you know, we did a segment six plus months ago where each of us talked about how we spend our money and magic and mm -hmm. how we do it a little bit differently. And I think this is where I spend a little bit higher when I build my decks. So a lot of these really great reprints, I'm not actually looking for right now because I would have already bought them. So it's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I guess for future decks, that would be good. But right now, I might just sit on them for the next 12 to 24 months. And I'm sure these boxes will go from 300 to $600 easy. Probably. And then I'll just flip them and be just as happy. I don't know. I interrupt this broadcast to bring you the winner of the July giveaway. It is Chuck the Slice at Chuck Slice on Twitter. Please reach out to Mr. Combo and CMD Tower to claim your four playmats. Four packs of sleeves, four pre-release kits, four prize support packs, and a Chaos Draft kit for four. Congratulations. Uh, Squee, how do you kind of feel overall about the set? Are you really excited for these reprints and think this is going to help you pick some up at a lower price, or is it just cool to see new art? I think it's cool to see new art. This is extremely out of Squee's price range as far as packs and booster boxes and all of that stuff goes. I will say that I think they did a really good job of picking a large spread of very expensive cards that needed to be reprinted. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I am proud of them for that uh however to me these master sets have never been that exciting because i like new stuff i like uncommon reprints odd stuff that's kind of off the wall so like these i've never really bought any of the master sets because the packs are crazy expensive the boxes are crazy expensive and, and even to mr combo's point like it, it's more of an investment really you just kind of hang on to it these are cards that you know are not going to go down in value that's why you're putting the money in up front to do so for me i would still buy the singles but i think for the the collector the artwork that they're putting into all of these especially having 40 box toppers is super cool um there's a lot of reprints uh shout out reese the redeemed what up buddy um <laughs> that that i think needed to happen there's cool artwork i'm not personally too excited about it but i never am about any of the master sets so you know that's that's how i feel no that's fair tuck how do you feel uh i'm pretty excited to be honest um this is these master sets are always ways where it's like I am in the kind of middle ground where I don't buy a lot of super, super expensive stuff to the tune of like 20 to $40 um, or way higher than that. So for me, these have usually worked out pretty well. Um, I'm pretty, I'm hot off a uh, reprint 
the mystery booster box went pretty well for me. Um, and because I went through the way I ordered mine, it's it's at the lowest price available. So I think I'm getting mine for like two hundred and seventy dollars or something, which is wow, absurd. That's a great deal. Yeah. So like I, you know, I went through. Uh, retired bit Amazon and if you pre-order they match it on the lowest price that it gets down to um, so yeah like I the thing that I like about it too is there's a lot of cards that are getting reprinted a that are super high value which I don't have access to um, or choose not to have access to but I think there's also a lot of reprints of like you know blue collar you know meat and potato cards which are around that like two to four dollar range which i'm always kind of like ah i can do something better with it so i think this is going to sure. be i think there's going to be a lot of stuff out of this that will help my decks um that i already have really like push it up yeah and the only thing i will add because i was just replaying what i said in my head and i get it collective i sounded very snooty when i said <laughs> it but, but here, here's the difference if if we could play IRL, I would crack the boxes and do a draft. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would have so much fun oh, doing a draft. Best, yeah. yeah, drafting these would be but, amazing. But the fact that I can't draft them, and I, in theory, actually have a lot of the really good cards. There's a couple nice cards I'd like to have, but if it's like if I really wanted them, there's like two. I think it's Mox Opal and Dark Confidant. I would just go buy those two individual cards and spend way less than yeah, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and it's different than a standard set to where you don't have access to really any of those cards, so you're probably going to get a ton of mm. stuff. Whether you get your money back, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But it's all new and exciting this one it's like i already have you know feed right into it we'll, we'll kind of start off with the yeah. artifacts basilisk caller is mm -hmm. one that i am super excited that they mm -hmm. decided to reprint so um if you're not familiar with basilisk caller it's an amazing artifact equipment yeah it costs one to play it's a rare uh right now it's trending it's cheapest printing between like four and 750. wow so mm -hmm. it's right there in yeah. that what i would call blue collar range to where it's like not a 50 dollar card I like but this it's not blue collar a trend. bulk rare on here. yeah <laughs> um and the reason i love this card and actually i got one and for my very first set Metro episode two of that other uh channel yeah, episode right. bruising builds <clears throat> Uh, it says equipped creature has death touch and lifelink for equipped two. I mean, yeah. that yep. is that that has so much. It's kind of like we talked about Shadow Sphere mm -hmm. um, in the uh, last week's Co or uh, Immercruel episode, which mm -hmm. is not a friendly deck. No, uh, it is not. Those, those the, these types of things are just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, uh, it, this is literally Shadow Spear, but trade Trample and Death Touch, and Shadow Spear does have the additional yeah, people right. lose indestructible mm -hmm. thing. Um, were you guys as excited as me to see Basilisk Caller to get reprinted? I, I wasn't overly excited to see it, but I do like it as a mm -hmm. card. Like, obvious include in any Voltron deck, your Death Touch, Life Link, you're swinging through. If possible, you're gaining life when you can, and that's what you need to do in that format. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's as you said it's a great blue collar card yeah i or, mean or squee you love adding to reese this would go great in a token deck because then you always got to <laughs> throw it on a token, token that can kill anything you know one day i'm just gonna gut 50 cards out of reese and just redo the damn thing we'll just see what happens <laughs> Chuck, uh, how do you feel? Same thing. I think this is this is definitely like a working man's. Um, I think like this is in the same realm to me as like 
Skull Clamp, where it's so good in so many different decks, like not just necessarily a Voltron deck, but like it does really good with pinging decks. Um, just so much value in such a small card. And again, this is like one of the things, I think you bring up a great point, where this is a card where I've always been like, yeah, I can always get it, but I can also just get Sword of the Vengeance for 80 cents, right? right. And put it into a deck that yeah. only plays every six months. So I didn't even know this got reprinted until right now. Oh, <laughs> learned something well, today. Sweet McGee, what's your first artifact you want to talk about? All right, so I'm talking about a 20 plus dollar artifact reprint Ooh. right here. It's Mesmeric Orb. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a colorless artifact. Whenever a permanent becomes untapped, that permanence controller puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. This card's goddamn hilarious because it affects you too. So I, I was happy to see this. I honestly, with like, I, I mean, Mill's good. I don't know if Mill's $20 good for an artifact no. to support it that hurts yourself. Um, so I was a little confused that it was that expensive when I looked it up, but I like this card. It's, it's kind of fun to build around, and I would like to put it in a deck. It would be one of those, say I bought a pack of this and drew it, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be pretty excited I got it, and I might actually try to do something creative and just dive into the binder in the box and see what we can do. Um, but I like well, this card. The- it, it's really interesting. The, the reason it's so expensive, though, is because it goes in two different... I mean, I don't know about legacy and that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but at least from a commander perspective, it goes in every mill deck because mill decks, it's easier to mill yourself than your opponents, but you want to try to mill your opponents. So right. it does both things for you in there. But it also works amazing in graveyard decks. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, for sure. Yeah, like any any Marin or Carador or Gisa and Geralt, not mine because mine sucks, um, <laughs> they want this card in there because that's just... Oh, I untapped 10 lands. That's 10 free cards in my graveyard. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. Yeah, dumping stuff into your graveyard is, yeah. All right, well, no, it makes a little more sense, but I like this card. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I agree. Um, I think I got mine for like five bucks, so it was a pleasant surprise to find out it's worth 20. Uh, Hashtag winning. Yeah, what do you got to do? And I have it in my mill deck, and if I open this, I'll probably just put this one in it because it has the word mill on it, which is cool. Um, And then just maybe trade the other one. But yeah, I think it's it's a good reprint. Definitely needed the price dive. All right. Well, Tuck, what's your artifact? I have another blue collar artifact. Um, This one was creeping up to close to $5, depending on the printing of it. Um, And I am very glad that hopefully this is at, this is coming into common, so hopefully I'll get one, maybe two of this. Expedition map. So uh, colorless Mm -hmm. artifact, two colorless tap, sack expedition map, search your library for a land card, reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Um, In my opinion, I think this does a lot of work. I I wish it could go to the battlefield, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, in decks where you have like glacial chasms, cabal coffers, um, other you know decks that are more mana intensive, where you need to go get uh, tap land or plateau or something like that, uh, Boros decks just having another source of ways to get lands out of your deck just seems to do a lot there so the fact that the price is going to go down hopefully a little bit and the fact that it's a common mean you'll probably get one maybe two out of it nice functional reprint for me so so here's the thing that's fine all good Uh, i actually don't think that double masters is going to drop the pricing that much compared to how a standard legal set would because i don't know if that many people are going to be buying 300 sets during a pandemic when everyone's kind of poor uh first second i'm so upset that they made this one of their boxes yeah i was gonna i was gonna say that 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 does suck pretty bad but i mean you can't do 40 box toppers and have them all be mythic rare. I mean, 
eighty dollars. Let's just cards. talk. Let's just talk about making this a box topper, and then if we think about the numbers here, and I know you can go and grab some dual lands and go grab some things that you need to have, but for three mana, there's a card that will give you any color of mana that turn instead oh, of having God. to wait. Might be <laughs> mana left. All right. So well, we're gonna move on <laughs> to the creatures. Uh, this is a card that gets played in CEDH um, because it's amazing. Uh, honestly, I think it could get played in normal EDH if it wasn't $65 right now. Well, we're talking about Dark Confidant. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. So. Colorless black, uh, creature human wizard 2-1. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. Um, really, really, really good yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't like it doesn't ding you for drawing. It's a creature, so it comes down to turn faster than Frexian Arena. If you're playing CEDH, um, it would get you there. I think this is really good in like decks that care about losing life, right? Like you're mm-hmm. um, yeah. the Selenia. Yeah, Selenia. So yeah, I like I think it's great. Um, I don't think it's worth the price point at all. In, Me neither. In, in our format, this is played or well, actually, I You know what it says in the in the flavor text, it says greatness at any, any cost. cost. So it knows. Uh, this would be really good in one of the new decks I put together, uh, my human tribal deck. Oh, because yeah, then in the worst case, it gets eaten up by that other kitty cat, or perhaps it's a dog. <laughs> well, Squee, what is your creature? Uh, well, I had to talk about something green here. Uh, I am no, excited to see this because it's expensive. It's been trending in the twenty to thirty dollar range for quite a while. It's Noble Hierarch. Um, so one green creature, human druid exalted, uh, whenever a creature you control attacks alone, it gets plus one, plus one. And then it taps for a green, a white or a blue as a zero one. Um, this card's really good. It's pretty situational because you got to play the colors that fit it. Right. However, if you are playing a three, four or five color deck that fits these colors, this card's an auto include and it sucks that it's $24 (laughs) because it's really expensive to ramp. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense why it's twenty four dollars. Birds of Paradise does better. Uh, this is played. Yeah, in, this is played in modern. Birds of Paradise is not modern legal. Uh, and this oh, this card. This card's yeah. all over modern. It's absurd. Man, yeah. Well, this and that may. And that makes sense because in modern you can have four on the battlefield right. and you get four exalted triggers. Exactly. Okay. That, that, that makes yeah, a I think, and I think this yeah. got played in and in, infect as well for that same reason, right? So um, that's why again, if it was like banned in modern, it probably wouldn't see the play that it done. Did you have mm-hmm. one of these in your um, Zelda deck? Yeah. Okay. Good. It's like this. No. I did not. I I opened one though in Ultimate Masters, and now it lives in my uh, Estrid deck. Ah, perfect. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I used to have one, and I had it in, I think, Derevi, because it made a lot of sense in there. Oh, sure. Um, sold it, but yeah, it's, it's it's really good, but for us Commander players, being a Commander show and podcast here, or I guess Commander channel, if you want to put it that there way. There we go. He <laughs> finally gets it. it. We're now it's just it Big out. Tuck. We got to get him off the <laughs> Command Tower. Yeah, I was going to say, we got, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of things to work on for that. But yeah, if if you want to play Commander as we are Commander Channel, this card is a wonderful Commander card. However, it is far too expensive. Yeah, yeah I mean, even with uh, Double Masters, it may drop to twenty. Yeah, it's not going Toss. far. I don't and whatever, think. yeah, and whatever its last drop, it went from I think it was at forty and went to like twenty five ish. So again, more reprints. It's gonna it's gonna not gonna last, but hopefully it'll make some sort of difference. Yeah. And Tuck, before you give us yours. This card is more expensive on Magic Online than it is to have a real paper copy. Okay, so what is what, your no, 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 no. <laughs> Really? 
Oh, it is six, it's so sixty-two ten dollars. Wow, what? That's dumb. Uh, so this is a card I've never quite. I know it's good, um, but it's always kind of baffled me why it's been so expensive. Um, so it's good to see another reprint, I suppose, especially because it's not box harper. Archangel of Thune. So three colorless white oh, light. Great for card. A three, four, mm-hmm. Fire oh, life link. Whenever you gain life, put a one-one counter on each creature you control. Um, obviously. It seems like a great card to me and has a lot of utility. This was definitely like one of the when I first started playing, this was like one of the, like the premier battle cruiser style cards because it's pretty much like a one it can be like a one man buffer on it. I've yep. just never understood why it's so expensive. Um, I know it gets eaten up by all sorts of decks here and there, but again, this is a card where I really this is a card where if I opened it, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Now I have an Ar- now I have an Archangel of Thune, but it's number one I'd probably go out and just pick up for twenty odd dollars. And this is whenever yeah. it. To clarify the rules here, because I believe if I'm thinking this properly, you gain life one. You get one plus one plus one counter each time you gain whatever bulk amount of life, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it does seem a little expensive with that limitation no, on it, but it, it is good. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you guys, I pl- I play the card. It's backbreaking. Really? This this yeah this in my uh, Karametra deck. I could play it and in one turn, just based on the little tiny life gain stuff that you can get uh, building up, yeah, yeah, I can make all my 1-1 one, one elves into like 4-4s four and 5-5s five yeah. on one turn. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you got to think about all the, the drips and drafts mm-hmm. we talk about when you gain life. Think mm-hmm. of your Squee, you play it in your Reese deck, which annoys the hell out of oh, me. Essence Whatever Warden. creature enters the battlefield. Essence oh, Warden. Soul Warden. Soul Warden. Es- or Essence Warden. Soul Warden. Soul Warden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, just think if you have Essence Warden now and he populates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just bad news bears. Yeah, that'll get you there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, next thing we're going to do is enchantments. Uh, this is a white staple by far. <clears throat> Land tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yes. So happy it got a reprint. Uh, one white uh, enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent controls more lands than you, you may search your library for up to three basics, reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. It's deck thinning at yeah, its that's best. Really good. You always go get you three. Always go get three. You Thank you. Well, even if you pitch your lands, it's okay. I Grab promise. Grab them. Yes. Grab them. Uh, the, the pricing on it, it's a little all over right now. Mm-hmm. I'm showing, like, market trend at $15, but Card Kingdom has it for 45 Yeah, I'm seeing Not it really anywhere sure. between 20 and 50 So, yeah, who knows? Uh, if you can find a copy, good luck. Wish you the best. Shoot for that 15 Don't pay 50 And, well, most importantly, you can get it in gold border. So, that's a real thing that I like about <laughs> always seeing this card. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Combo just gave Big Tuck the finger. The finger. The finger. The one finger salute. And and, and by the finger, he meant my pointer finger because I wagged. Yeah, it was a wagging finger. All right. Well, Squee, what enchantment do you want to talk about? All right. So I wanted to talk about uh, a very obvious one because it needed it and it's still way too expensive. And I don't even really know what you're going to do. Yes, you do know what it is. Go ahead and tell me. Doubling season. Yeah, there we go. God, come uh, on, so, really? Could you get any more obvious? Yes, we could get one. No, we couldn't. That, that's exit. I figured I'd have to do one obvious $50. one. $50. Right. This card's stupid expensive in in a lot of... So I, here's my predicament with this card. I don't have it in Reist. I need to put it in there, I suppose. But the issue that I have is it costs one more mana than an anointed possession, and it costs one more mana than the green one, Parallel Lives, that I couldn't think of for a second. But in Reese, I don't deal with 1-1 counters, so I don't really care about those. So this is just a more annoying version of that that costs more mana to put on the board. Why is it $50? 
what the hell? I mean, yeah, sure, Atraxa, all those decks, but it needs it, it needs friends. it so badly. Super friends, infect, plus one counters, Rosh. negative one counters, token matters. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, in the game for all of us token players. I'm glad they went back to the old artwork. That battle bond artwork was so dumb. Uh, and especially the cute little dino guys. So I, yeah, this would be, I mean, again, it's a card. It'd always be nice to own one. So especially, yeah, I mean, I, and, oh, it's mythic. Okay. <laughs> and the funny thing, 50 bucks in real life, magic online, only a dollar. That's, wow. that's, how, that's how they get you up. Clearly people aren't playing plus one, plus one counters and tokens and online magic. All right, Tuck, what's your enchantment? So this one's really interesting because this uh, this might have the biggest price fall that will probably stick around. So I want to talk about a black enchantment called Obliette, which is pretty sweet. So this used to read, when Obliette enters the battlefield, I'm going to stop reading because it's way too complex and has way too much rule text for it. Um, but now it says, when it enters the battlefield, target creature phases out until this leaves the battlefield, tap that creature as it phases in this way. So this was like the premier removal spell in Popper, which was okay. because it's a three drop and it's hard to get rid of, right? But the thing I do like about the rewording of it, because it used to be a, it used to be a um, O-ring sort of effect where it just leave battlefield and came back in. Um, but the fact that it phases out does a lot of things, right? Number one, they can't put it back into the command zone. Right, so it's gonna phase out and be out of play. Number two, it doesn't get any leave or enter the battlefield effects as it leaves or goes back in. Um, it does leave. It does leave out with the aura and equipment, which kind of suck. Um, and number three, it's any target creature, non-conditional, and it's enchantment hard to remove. So I mostly just like this because this card was. Oh, I saw this at the card shop I went to in Tulsa for over thirty-five dollars as a common from its original Oof. printing. Oof. Yeah, right. Um, and now it's gonna be down to like five. This isn't a card I don't think I'd go out and like, I'm not rushing out to buy like 10 of them unless I'm trying to like spec the popper market, which for those playing the home game, I couldn't possibly care about doing. I just like it because it's a unique <laughs> effect um, and pretty efficient removal. So I, I think I'd run it in like a mono black deck, especially because it gets the two pips on the battlefield as well. Yeah, that's decent. That, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot to add. Uh, yeah, another blue yeah, card I mean, coming out. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I guess I'd be more excited if um, I had some deck that could, you know, do the O-ring trick to where you oh, play yeah. it, triggers on the stack, but then you bounce it back to your hand. So then it's coming back in tap happens first, and then it phases out forever. So that I, I wish I could do that one doesn't work on this because it's all in one block of text. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't. I actually couldn't. I didn't know how to type type the card, so I, I just <laughs> so, so actually, I it's, didn't see that. I apologize. It's okay, uh, and it is very hard to describe. But oh, what's interesting too is Obliette is exactly what's on this thing. It's a prison that has the the escape hatch through the roof, which is kind of funny. Where it's like they're not usually quite hmm. that literal with it. All right, next one's Planeswalkers. There's only two. You know, I had to talk about my boy, my, uh, oh, what, what would they call that? My caricature, uh, oh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. Uh, so, two colorless, blue, blue. Uh, arguably one of the most overrated commander cards. Could agree. Uh, agree with that. Has four abilities, plus two. Look at the top card of Target Player's Library. You may put a. Look at the top. Yeah, look at. Bleh. Plus two, look at the top card of target player's library. You may put that card on the bottom of that player's library. Wait, hold on. Can I, can I, can I, guess, what the, can I guess what the ones are? What do you mean, guess what I the ones I think I just know them from memory because I've heard this card talked about so many times. 
Sure, sure. Uh, zero draw. Okay, so that's uh, Brainstorm, right? Draw three, put two yep. back mm-hmm. from your hand. Yep. Uh, minus one. Uh, bounce a creature from the play to hand. Yep. yep. Minus 12. Okay, this is the one that's really hard. I think it's exile all cards from a player's library, and then they put their hand on top of their library. Shuffle their hand into the library. Oh, close. Okay. Very close. <laughs> Very close. Uh, well done. And it comes in with and it comes in with three loyalty. Uh, I know this Rex in modern. I believe. Yeah. Is it modern? Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and it and it's amazing in modern. A hundred percent. It's just a commander. It's not an eighty dollar card. Yeah. By I, any I, I agree. No. With you. Um, and I, I, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping this reprint drops it to fifty, maybe forty. I think forty to fifty is a fair price for this because. Obviously, it's going to get targeted pretty heavily when you yeah. put it on the board in Commander, so you got to watch out for that. I think people really lose it because it has four Planeswalker abilities instead of three, yeah. so they get real excited uh, about that, get a little little boing boner going on. But yeah, all of its abilities are fine. The minus twelve is pretty rough, but you really got to pay attention, or yeah. I guess we really got to not pay attention to this card for a long time yeah. for that to happen. <laughs> so if that comes to happen on the board that's your fault so i so i have cut it comes boying um <laughs> so i have two things about this number one I, this is a one where if i rip it i'm like okay i don't really i mean i'd probably put it in ninjas to be honest um but yeah, like it's just such it's got such a big part of magic history of how much this warped the thing it was the force the first planeswalker that had four abilities followed by garuk apex predator and then chandra torture defiance i think um, but anyway, uh, I think it'd be cool to own. The only thing that sucks about it or that's weird is like it's uh, there's like two or three box toppers that just have the normal art or like it's it's not like and it's just extended. Yeah, it's not like special or anything. So that would kind of I mean, it'd be great to open a hundred and fifty dollar box topper. But yeah, I'd no big like, deal. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm just selling this one for three of the other normal ones. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and here's the thing, because I've played Jason Mind Sculptor in two or three different decks, and you guys have seen me play them, mm-hmm. and I I just zero it all yeah. day long. Give me a brainstorm. And to be honest, until you this doesn't hit the battlefield and you activate brainstorm and your opponents go, whoa, 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 settle down. Yeah. You get, I gotta we gotta take we gotta deal with that Jace. It's like, huh, okay, just be on the lookout. It's until it's not until you start to warp the game and start doing something significant, yeah. then people are like, okay, now we gotta get rid of Jace. But most of the time, I'll brainstorm five, yeah. six, seven times. And for four mana, that's a great yeah, rate. It's, it's just not yeah. eighty dollars a great rate. No. I, I agree with you. All right, Squee, you got one to talk about. Right, we got the same well, one. It's, we don't, yeah, we yeah, don't you know what it is. This here. is also my box topper, so let's just get that out of the way. It's Karn <laughs> Liberated. The box topper art is hilarious. I know people have been talking about it. <laughs> what the hell, Wizards? What have you done? You've got, like, frolicking in the No Leaves Forest, naked Karn, having a great time. It's, know, it's bizarre. It is truly yeah. bizarre. It looks like the yeah, Tin this Man. this card was also quite expensive will still be quite expensive i'm yeah. sure i don't think that's gonna change but it is a cool card uh so i guess i'll read it uh well i was gonna read the outside and have tuck read the inside but it's Ooh. all the inside so um it's it, it's a seven cost of planeswalker it's colorless target player exiles a card from their hand for plus four and then minus three exile target permanent and then minus 14 restart the game leaving all exile or sorry, leaving in exile all non-aura permanent cards exiled with Karn Liberated. Then put those cards onto the battlefield under your control, and he starts with six loyalty. Awesome. I love the ultimate. It's yeah. 
really unique in the game of Magic. I like how it works. I like that it's a negative 14. I also like that he has a plus four ability because if you're going to pay seven to get him on the board, that hurts a lot. So you need something that's really going to get him there quick. Um, this card's cool. The artwork is ridiculous. No yeah. pun intended. I like. I I don't even know what else to say. He looks like he turned into ice, and he's frolicking in a happy forest. I mean, you do know that you can ultimate on the third turn. He's out. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why the plus oh, okay. four is is like such a good feel good for paying seven mana into him. Yeah, yeah. yeah th this this used to be the this is the first win con I learned about with the chain veil, grim monolith, power artifact oh, type sure. rigmarole. Mm -hmm. um, is basically you exile everyone's permanents, exile everyone's hands, and say, okay, I'm gonna restart the game. Do you really want to do this? Mm. Um, at this point, he's kind of outdated. Uh, he's outlived his usefulness. Uh, he's in my colorless deck because why yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I ripped him out of my Super Friends deck, and I really don't have a home for him because, I mean, for that much mana, I'd rather play Ugin. Uh, the only thing I do like about him is that he replaces like a lot of decks that struggle, like mono black, mono red, or like those kind of variations that struggle with like those hard to get permanents, like enchant, you know, like enchantments and okay. planeswalkers. Yeah. It just yep. replaces that, right? And it's a seven seven mana to be able to do that twice, and maybe you know have this crazy win con. I did read about this deck called the Terminator, where it's completely built around that happening, like setting him back in time with like a Blightsteel Colossus because it's target player, so you can choose yourself. <laughs> and exile Blightsteel Colossus and then start the game with a Blightsteel Colossus. Um, but that's, but that's a lot of hoops to jump through, in my opinion. You know what this artwork reminds me of? I was just watching this a couple nights ago. Thor Ragnarok, they have the guy that's trapped in the prison. He's made out of rock. And he's oh, like, yeah. oh, we're going to get on the big spaceship. That's him. Korg. That's what his voice sounds like to me. <laughs> so if like he was in the Terminator deck, he'd just have to be like, well, Oster Levista, no. baby. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's like, uh, hi, I'm Korg. Support. <laughs> Not bad. A couple, a couple, a couple of slam dunk uh, impressions right there, Jens. Nice. All right. Well, uh, since that was also a box topper, we'll just shift to that. Uh, my box topper that I am super excited for because I feel like this one actually represents how evil the card is. The Blightsteel Colossus oh, box yeah, it topper looks, it looks is my favorite. Uh, it's what Magoo would call totally metal man. <laughs> and, so, and literally, because he is in fact a metal man. There it's we incredible. go. So if you guys are not, if you're not familiar with Blightsteel Colossus, he's an 11-11 for 12 mana, artifact creature golem. <clears throat> he has trample, infect, and indestructible. And if he's going to be put into the graveyard from anywhere, reveal him, shuffle it into its owner's library instead. So to kind of give you guys a audio description of the original versus the new. So the original, you know, it's like a big metal dude. He has like the Phyrexian symbol in red on his chest. Mm -hmm. uh, in one hand is like a axe. The other hand's like a carnage claw. And he has these, I'm, I'm going to call them lightning bugs, just spinning around. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, dark seal. Um, the show that he's got dark seal. That's the invulnerability from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and so that's what I'm just... He's just standing there, and that's it. The new one is literally the same body. It's just updated art, but he's actually in, like, attack mode, and he is squeezing the hell out of someone. Yeah. I don't know who. Not even that, but, but there's another guy under that guy, under his arm, that's, like, floating in the air out of nowhere. Like, he's he's causing ruckus. Yeah, and, and, and I could describe the ruckus. 
Because if you guys are not familiar, it only takes 10 Infect to lose the game. And so these guys, I almost feel like, are 1-1s, and he is just yeah. killing them from the plane of existence, which is more what this card is. I This may be a box topper that after like a month or so, and maybe more hit the market, I might buy wow. it. Because I, I, and I know it's going to be one of the more expensive yeah. ones, but I, I'm obsessed with this. It does look really cool. And, and it is totally Metal Man. <laughs> 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 All right, Tuck, what's your box top? Uh, so mine is going to be one of the swords. Uh, it's the only one I'm talking about today, but I want to talk about the Sword of Fire and Ice art. So uh, Sword of Fire and Ice is three colorless for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has pro red, pro blue. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, it deals uh, this deals two damage to any target, and you draw a card. So obviously swords are super expensive, but I just think the artwork on this is so cool. So it's really hard to grasp, and, and in reality, all the all the swords artwork is, is really great. But like I think the normal swords, they do like an okay-ish job of grasping the dual nature that they're supposed to be representing. Um, but this one especially, like, because it's there's so many ways to read it. So it's a guy kneeling on the ground with this sword in front of him, and you can't tell, I mean, it's hard to, but you can't tell if he's like frozen in place from the ice side, if he's just like paying his loyalty to to the fireside or there's someone off the screen it's just like it looks very it looks very much like magic card art when i grew up that was much more like you know gothic and more like right. dungeons and dragons jr token inspired uh and just just really beautiful over overall so i think most of these box top, there's been times where box toppers mostly hit the hit or uh miss uh beyond, beyond karn i think most of these are pretty much hits <laughs> so it's exciting to see that um especially with the with the really cool alternate artwork yeah, I'm glad you brought yeah. up the old artwork too because I also miss the old artwork, like some of the the gothic styling and some of the like mm-hmm. heavy, like it looked like they drew it on a canvas and then printed it onto a card, right. that type of stuff. Um, and this kind of has a little semblance of that. Um, so yeah, I do miss those artworks, and I, I hope they keep this trend going because yeah, this this card looks great. And Tuck, you could even go this route. You don't know if he's frozen in place or if his suit is literally melting off because of the oh, fire. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah, because it's uh, it's all cascading. Oh, dude, he's he's permanently melting and freezing all at the same time. It's like that. Uh, what was oh, that it? sounds terrible. It's like Deadpool <laughs> when you're suffocating, but you're alive. Like. Oof. I was about to get into a tangent that we don't right. need to get into about breathing water. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move right past that. <laughs> quickly, quickly, Mr. Combo, take us away. All right. Uh, next one's going to be Sorceries. This is a, some would say, outclassed board wipe at this point. But I still think it's a great board wipe. And I think we've talked about it on uh, Action 4. I think the other channel, uh, Bruise and Bills, has talked about it as well. Wrath of God. Oh, sure. Two colorless, white-white, sorcery. Destroy all creatures that can't be regenerated. Been around since Alpha? Yes, I believe so. It's been been around the block. And right, but right now the printing's still five to ten dollars, and it's been printed it's crazy multiple times. Crazy, and so I'm I'm very happy to see that it's getting a print in this because this could be one of the ones that now instead of a five to ten dollar card is a two to five dollar yep. card. And, I could see this one actually. And, and again, this is a card that you always love to open because you're like, oh, I could get a fumigate or I could get a wrath of God. And if you're playing a deck that doesn't matter, you always want the wrath of God because it's cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. It's always good to see i think the new I, i'm not 
I personally like the old, old artwork that shows God. Yeah. <laughs> that one, and then the one with Heliod's pretty great. Um, but I, this new artwork's really cool. Like, I think it really shows, like, the power that this card's supposed to be representing. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's far too expensive for what it does. I would love to see more reprints of it. I do like the old artwork. Squee out. Yeah, but we should. You know which one really needs a reprint? Damnation. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way God. too damn expensive. Yes, well, does. actually, that segues really nicely. I know we're going out into mine, which is also a board wipe. Um, damnation light, or some may argue better than damnation. I am so happy to see Toxic Deluge finally getting another yeah. round. Yeah. I already knew what yeah, you were saying. Uh, this card's amazing. It's so good. So, uh, two colorless. I'm sorry. Thirty-one to thirty-eight dollars. Yeah, it's stupid. Hold on. It's stupid. Hold on. Okay. It's a sorcery. Now I'm con- big talk is confused. Toxic damage. Two colorless and a black. As additional cast as additional cost to cast the spell. Pay X life. All creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn. Um, Correct. Incredible, right? Like three mana. You can use them whenever. You can keep your own creatures alive. It's not minus one minus one counter. So if you have a big boy that you just want to clear the board with, you'll live through it. On Strifall right now, which is very good about this, it's only showing the double master box topper. But each box topper is getting reprinted in the set as well, correct? So I'm on TCG Player right now. Mm-hmm. The cheapest copy is uh, thirty dollars. But is it from? Like do, that, yeah. Does it say if it's no. from Com- Commander 2013? Okay. But what about the, I'm just worried, I'm concerned that it's, is there, do you know, Mr. Combo, every single box topper is in the set, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. So they, they must have, maybe they just haven't spoiled the non-box topper version of it. No, they did. It, it's on TCG Player right now at $35. Oh, it is. Okay. Excellent. Um, I was looking, I was a little concerned there. I was doing myself a little sneaky, if you will. Um, but yes, awesome board wipe. It's also one of those things where you only, you really only see this in decks that are like blinged out. You don't just see this like casually in some budget deck. Oh yeah, it's um, far too expensive. Yeah, so like even just, this is another one where it's like if you open it, I'd be like more excited opening this one than like a doubling season almost because I'm like I know exactly how I'll get use out of this mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, so very happy to see that trying to convince me doubling season's good and then you want to talk to day illusion instead i see how it is i would take you well, squee why don't you round out the sorceries what do you got all right i decided to go a little bit off the wall here because why the hell did they reprint this card it's called chatter of the squirrel one green sorcery oh. put a one one green squirrel creature token into play flashback one and a green and uh i, I brought this card <laughs> up because they decided to reprint this it's in on edh rec right now zero percent of 19 or 196,000 decks it's in 206 decks and they're still reprinting this in double masters while this card's fun and it's cute and i like it and it could go well in a token deck why is it being reprinted you said it yourself it's double masters doubling season is the card they're trying to sell here so just bring in the burrows bring in the squirrels (laughs) it's all coming out what a nightmare. Yeah, this card's fun. Yeah, like it, it's it's really interesting, but I just can't believe they reprinted a card in a high profile set that is used in almost got, nothing. They gotta fill those packs out one way or another. They can't just be all brainstorm. <laughs> I mean, at, at this rate, two hundred and six decks, that's almost like you and Mr. Combo are gonna be at two hundred and six decks here soon, so you're gonna be able to swing the EDH wreck. It's it sounds database? Like, it sounds like uh it sounds like a prime candidate for a little uh weatherlight report action, in my opinion. Uh, maybe 
All right. Well, my next one that I want to talk about is uh, Instance. You already know I was going to talk about it. I'm so excited they're reprinting it because it's so GD expensive. Force oh. of Will. Yeah. Or should I say Force of Goad? <laughs> All right, so it's three colorless blue blue, which you'll never pay. Um, instant, uh, you may pay one life and exile a blue card from your hand rather than play Force of Will's mana cost, which is how you actually play the card. Yeah. Counter target spell. Uh, right now, it is pre-ordering for eighty-five dollars the Double Masters edition. But no, that's that's great because the next cheapest copy is a hundred and sixteen dollars, oh and that's the. Uh, and that's the original Therese Nielsen one, which is actually spiked in price now that they've said they won't print her art anymore past Zendikar. Um, yeah, so they aren't going to print her art anymore for some, you know, things that are happening outside the world of magic. But, eight, I mean, $85 right now is a pre-order, and you know what's going to drop. So yeah. if this thing can get to, like, 60 bucks, I may go pick up five or six copies just because I know it will get to $115 to $150 again, guaranteed. And this is a card that can go in almost yeah. every single blue deck. Yeah, it's are, so. you, are, are you sure it's guaranteed? What if they come out with triple masters in December? <laughs> you, never, you never know. I'm just pissed because I cracked one. I had one of these and I sold it for 70 way back in the day. But I don't even want to talk to you about this. I know because you just have a bunch of them. But I'm even more excited that there is a gold board version of it. So <laughs> I'm wagging my finger at him again. Uh, Squee, what instant do you want to talk about? All right, this one's a bit of an oddball, but it was in the eight to ten dollar range, and I'm pretty excited to see it. I I forgot it existed at an uncommon. It's Manamorphos, uh, one oh, colorless yeah. and a hybrid red green. Instant, add two mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool and draw a card. This is essentially a free draw card with a mana fix built into it. Yeah, isn't this uh, Tuck a staple in your uh, Wart deck? Uh, I don't own a copy, but if I owned one, I would probably put it in it. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. no, it, yeah, because it pays for itself and everything. Um, it's it's a staple in modern because it's a storm card that's free. So mm -hmm. a lot of places they just like they run out these things with this. But I agree with you. It's also a staple in your Calamax deck. It's in 23% of Calamax decks, 20% of Wart decks. Oh, Calamax, yes, 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 it is quite good in that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so again, this has been one of the ones where it would be cool to own, but not for $5 for a fringe card at EDH. It is exciting to see the reprint, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely a fringe card. I'm kind of, kind of funny that it's sitting at an uncommon. I think it's good enough to be a rare, if not a little better as a free spell. But yeah, it was interesting. I was surprised that it was eight to ten dollars. Um, but hell, I mean, yeah, it's exactly like you said. It's a card that you would put into a deck if you had one, but you'd almost never go and buy one if you did not. Printed uh, originally is a uh, common, so this has been an upshift for it. Wow, it's moving yeah. up in the world. Yeah, in five years, it's going to be a mythic. <laughs> well, Tuck, what is your instinct? So I found this out when I was looking at the tokens for this set because I was bored today at work in my two minutes of downtime. So they're actually finally reprint. They're actually finally printing a green ape token for this amazing removal spell. Let's talk about Pongify, baby. Pongify, wow. one blue uh, instant destroy target creature. It cannot be regenerated. Its controller creates a 3-3 green ape creature token. And I think we talked about this several times in our Phantom Zone podcast. Um, but blue evidently has the most efficient creature removal as well. Um, and one mana yeah. for destroy can't be regenerated and you get a paltry 3-3 green ape out of it is always going to be <laughs> is always going to be in your benefit. You know that they already have a token for this card. Are you sure? 
Yeah, Commander 2014. I'm looking at it. 15 cents. The, oh, there was. Oh, I see. Damn it. I thought there was only just the one. But, <laughs> uh, blasted. Uh, blasted indeed. Um, and actually, there was there wasn't one. Okay, there wasn't one in Planar Chaos. But uh, I did. So as soon as I saw the token, I was like, "Oh, Pogafy's in the set. Sweet. Beat the beat the previews." Yeah, so I'm excited for Pongify too. I mean, $7 card for removal. I mean, that's yeah, real that's ex- money-wise, very expensive. Um, do you think this could get down to the 2 to $3 range, or do you think it's going to be like 5 I think it'll probably break. I, I will probably be under 5 So um, I think rapid hybridization now is around 2 bucks, um, and it's been printed more times than this, at least certain sets that were open more. Um, it's 3 So, yeah, I think like 2 to $3 would be would be a place that might bottom out too. So hopefully. I am going to make a bold claim i don't think it's going to drop at all as a one cost instant removal for anything not going anywhere wow all creatures all right all right well uh next one we're gonna talk about is lands we're gonna talk about a land that people will never waste their attack on you because you'll just negate it we're talking about amazing So uh, it's just a land uh, that doesn't tap for mana, but it does tap to untap a target attacking creature and prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by that creature this turn. So right now, it is pre-ordering for 12 bucks. That's pretty good. Um, Double Masters Edition, which is really good. I think it could get to maybe 9 or 10. I think if this gets sub 10, that's one to pick up. Because the other copies, the cheapest is like $17. Right. And mm-hmm. I and I think this will just get back up to that $15 to $17 range. I agree. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a reprint that's nice. It's not the, the card that's going to get to a price point where everyone's going to run out and buy them. But having a couple that you could slot in and out of decks or just even own a copy and make some playtest versions to put another decks, uh, being able to get one for $9 doesn't feel as bad mm-hmm. as 18 or 17 bucks. Yeah, yeah, nine's better. I would put this, if it wasn't super expensive, I would probably put this in every deck just as a card to have as in there. Spell. It's very useful. <laughs> yeah. It helps you out a lot. I know it's not an actual land land, but <laughs> who cares if you're not getting hit by something expensive or some Voltron coming through to try and kill you. Great card. Yeah, you know, there's actually a thought that in, in EDH, um, Strip Mine, Command Tower, and Maze of Ifs should be in every single deck. I would agree. Yeah, I can see that. For sure. So, all right. Squee, what land do you want to talk about? All right, so I'm talking about Dark Depths. That's a land I've, I've uh, wanted yeah. for a really long time, but it's so this, expensive. I hate this card. Um, so, Legendary Snowland, it's a rare. Uh, Dark Depths enters the battlefield with 10 ice counters on it. For three colorless, remove an ice counter from Dark Depths. When Dark Depths has no ice counters on it, sacrifice it. If you do, create Marit Lage, a legendary 2020 black avatar creature token with flying and indestructible. Holy balls. Uh, this card's just hilarious. I, I know you couldn't use it in Reese for like the token legendary, but I'd still love to put it out there for fun because I generate a lot of mana and I think I could knock this in one turn and actually pay for a pretty good chunk of getting that creature out there. Um, it, it's just a fun land. I can't believe it's like 30 or 35 bucks, but I would love to put this in a lot of decks. I'm going to club you to death if you mention adding another card to Reese. <laughs> with, with my wrist, my ergonomic yeah. wrist holder. Yeah, I was about to say, that looks actually kind of soft and cozy. They didn't have the God's honest gift to give you Thespian Stage and Vampire X-Mage, just in case you get this in a draft. And just be like, all right, I'm just going to win right now. 
Uh, so first comment, I am excited that they printed this. I mean, they just printed one in double or uh, in Ultimate Masters. Um, and so right now, technically the cheapest copy you can get is actually a tie between from the vault which is a foil mm. copy and the double masters one and now granted as it says as low as 1975 so i don't know what the condition is of that card um i like the card i actually just pulled my from the vault one from a deck uh, i had it in Brutiglad. oh nice yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't make any sense in mm. there because i can't make everything a copy of Merrill no, <laughs> um so I mean that's it. Actually, you can. That's just a good way to board wipe yourself. Oh, there you are. So <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, I if I yeah. open one of these, it'd be straight tr to the trade binder because I have no need for this at any point in my life. Well, if you open <laughs> one, I'll trade you for it because I want to do something with it. Deal. Like put it in Reese. Well, yeah, I probably <laughs> won't because I can't make tokens of it. But I'll put it somewhere because I would like to kill somebody with that twenty twenty. Duck. What land? Uh, this is another one that's always been on the cusp of being too expensive to pick up. Uh, Academy Ruins. So Academy Ruins is a legendary land. Mm. Uh, you tap it for a colorless, which is great. All the two lands we just talked about do not tap for any mana. Um, and then this one is tap it. Uh, it's a legendary land. Tap uh, and add a... Sorry, pay a colorless and a blue tap, put target artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library. So really works well in a lot of different decks. Um, I think this would almost work well in decks that are like artifact adjacent, right? Like I would mm -hmm. like to have one of these in my mono blue deck just because I do run so many artifacts in there and I like being able to get them back if they get destroyed. Um, obviously mm -hmm. it does wonders in like the Bruticlads, Brea, Sahelis of the world. Uh, and it, like what I'm seeing here, it was over $20 which is way outside of the range of something I'm going to pay for for a yeah, land. Yeah, I'm saying 25 to 30. Uh, Tuck, right now for Double Masters, it's pre-ordering for 12 bucks. Woo, That's pretty there good. You go. So I I have to imagine that once that actually starts flooding the market, it's going to drop below 10. At least I, for, so. I would love I would love one of these in Akiri even. Like that would be sure. super useful just to have that. And at least, and I think like we did talk about how the prices will fluctuate. I think one thing we will see and something that I heard um, from some content creator was like, these are not price drops. These are sales, right? This probably will go down before like nine to 10 and then like slowly start creeping up over time. Um, yep. So if you're looking for this card, if this is, if you're like me and this has been one where you're like, I don't really know if I want to pay for this, um, then this would be the great time to pick it up. Yeah, no, 100%. All right, we're on to the legends, and I picked one that actually just got printed in Mystery Boosters, Ooh. but I'm glad they printed it again in Double Masters, just because Mystery Boosters, that was an interesting set for me because there was like, what, 1,500 like, yeah, cards in the variants. card pool or something? So so it's not like a bunch just flooded the market. That's very unrealistic. But this is an interesting card. It's very cool. Uh, it ranges anywhere from... 10 to 15 dollars right now send triplets oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so two colorless white blue black that's a legendary artifact creature human wizard three three and the reason i picked this one is i want to see more send triplets out there uh because i think the effect is super cool at the beginning of your upkeep choose target opponent this turn that player can't play spells or activate abilities and plays with his or her hand oh i gotta i gotta rephrase that at the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. This turn, that player can't play spells or activated abilities and plays with his or her hand revealed. Mm -hmm. You can play cards from that player's hand this turn. So it's, it's awesome. an interesting card because you still have to figure out a way to generate the colors of mm -hmm. mana that you that they, they are playing to be able to cast your spells. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have like the Gaunty Lord of Luxury yeah. text on there to where you can pay mana of any kind. But I think this card being... 
right now it's like seven to fifteen dollars. It's pre-ordering for seven right now in Double Masters. That's a little high for the effect and it not being some ultra powerful commander. I, I think it I think hopefully this will drop to like four, mm-hmm. maybe five, and maybe more people will pick it up mm-hmm. and actually try to make this deck. This is one where I want to see the collective Bruce and Triplets. Yeah. So I can actually see how degenerate <laughs> it could be. I, I agree with that. And yeah, forty dollars and change is way too much to pay for Bonkers. this. One thing that's very interesting here, and I wonder if this is maybe one of the reasons why they chose it, is that it is a commander that card that people are going to see and they did change the new text from his or hers to their hand revealed which is much more pc so um interesting interesting there um not only is it you know fit within that but also it's easier to say and kind of makes more sense so um Mm -hmm. just kind of interesting thing there i agree 40 dollars is too much for this card but five well maybe yeah five could work all right uh sweet What's your legend? Right. Don't say it's Reese. It, it, it's not Reese. Oh. I, I figured you'd think it was, but I didn't do that to you. Uh, it's Masaryk Crawl Death Priest. Um, so oh. this card's been trending at $10.50. Wow. Um, and I looked, and the reason I sh- I'll read it in a second, but the reason I chose this is there's only 412 decks made on EDH Rex. So it's not oh. a very popular commander. And kind of like Mr. Combo was saying, I think this is a really fun one to build around. Um, so this one is three colorless and then a uh, black and a green legendary creature, insect shaman. It's a mythic. Uh, flying 2 2. Whenever a player sacrifices another permanent, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. And that includes your own permanents. So this has a lot to build around. I think this card's really fun. I think you could do a lot with it. I'm guessing people aren't building it because it's $10, $10.50. It's a bit of a fringe deck, but I like it a lot. So the reason people aren't building it is because it actually came in the pre-con with Marin, mm-hmm. and you're just going to build Marin. Yeah. Marin's 10 times better than Mazurk is, but I think you'll get your wish, Squee, right now on TCG Player. Uh, Masaryk is pre-ordering on Double Masters for three bucks. There you Ooh. go. I'd, I'd build one of these. Yeah. I'll sacrifice yeah. all sorts of things to, to give me some big creature counters and, and come at you. And then finally, Evolving Wilds can be a decent card instead of a piece How of crap. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, a fun legendary, fun to build around. A lot. Of, it's kind of like the ancillary Golgari thing where it's not really graveyard. It's on the battlefield and sacking tokens and stuff. So mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. And I think this will be the first uh, printing that you'll have an opportunity to get a foil oh, of. Oh, nice. So there you go. Hell yeah. Well, Tuck, round out this segment. What is your legend? So this is one of the, this is an amazing card. Um, it works really well as a commander and as in the 99, plenty of decks. So I'm happy that they're finally reprinting the Scarab God. This is its first reprinting since it originally got, came out in Hours Devastation. Um, three colorless, blue, black, uh, legendary creature god. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses X life and you scry X, where X is the number of zombies you control. Um, two colorless and Demir, that's blue, black. Exile target creature card from a graveyard, create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4-4 four, four black zombie. When it dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. It's a 5-5 five, five and also a mythic. Uh, so I think this card's actually kind of insane um, and really yeah, good. I don't think it has enough abilities and, and good stuff. Right, well, what's funny text. with that is when when friend of the show Tice started playing again, I told him this is like the new hot card and standard. And he looked at it, he's like, there's too much. I can't even. There's too much on this card. <laughs> I can't even look at this. So I like it the fact that I think he's the best zombie commander in those colors. Um, I also like the fact that it's a creature card from a graveyard and it's a zombie on top of its already, you know, whatever ability. So even if you're pulling out 
Alanawar Elves, because that's your only option. You're getting a 4-4 mana dork that also does abilities with his front top. So, all in all, I think yeah. it's a sweet card. It's, again, been one of the ones that I've never been able to pick up because I don't want to spend the money for it, but would love to have in the collection. Yeah, unfortunately, it's pre-ordering at the same price. Yeah. It is oh, I saw, I saw that, devastation. Or you could be a baller and pay $177 for the copy that you can't oh, read. That's, that's, that's the Mr. Combo way. Is that, is this, this is not in your God stack, right? No, is it, it is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I'm sure you have all those ones. Can you there. read it in your God's deck or did you buy the $177 copy? <laughs> oh no, I got, I got, I got, I got the, uh, you cannot read it. of course you did. <laughs> oh, of course. So, so yeah, I mean, look, this, this card's cool. I don't, I don't see the hype oh, that everyone else does. Um, I know a lot of people really like it. It does have almost 2000 decks mm-hmm. on EDH rec. So it's just, I mean, I have it in my, um, zombie deck. I have it in my God's deck and neither one does it. I have, do I ever feel like it does really? anything? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. I can see that in your God stack because it doesn't really play into that. It doesn't do any zombies. But I think did you, this is just in the ninety nine of your zombie deck, right? I, yeah. I and and people have tried to make it the commander, oh, yeah. and I think they said like it did a little bit. Oh. See, the issue I have with it being a zombie commander is that you, I don't want to be exiling my zombies from my graveyard. Sure. And so I want my commander to be able to grab the zombies or allow me to recast them when possible. So if you're saying, okay, well, a Scarab God deck, you want to be a, get, getting stuff from your opponent's uh, graveyards, then it's like, well, that's not really a zombie deck then because I wouldn't have an, a consistent way to grab them out of my own. Then if you tell me, oh, well, no, you're just going to pay four mana and exile your zombies from your own graveyard and make copies of them. Well, I don't want to exile my zombies from my graveyard because that sucks. I see, but you can do that multiple <laughs> times, whereas with Jason and Geralt, you can only do it once. So I, I'm still sure, but, with but, this as the commander over her, or over them, rather. But in... But here's the thing, in Demir, it's not like you're going to have a buttload of mana. If you run your Cabal Coffers and whatnot, you sure will. So you're going to be able to do it more. You're going to be able to get four, two zombies a turn, two turns after this comes out. So it sounds like a split decision. If I asked Big Tuck if this has ever been a dead card for you, you'd say no. If I asked Mr. Combo if this has ever been a dead card for you, you'd say absolutely every single time. I mean, it's a it's a nice blocker because then if he dies, I get it back. But then it'll be physically whatever. a dead card, and you just have to bring it back. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up, guys. Our not so accurate set review of Double Masters. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, that might have been pretty uh, accurate, though, actually. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, we, might maybe. Got, we might have finally gotten one. Uh, uh, if you can actually, you know, draft with friends in a safe way, definitely I'd say pick up a box and do it. Uh, if you're just going to sit there and crack packs, I'd probably just say go buy the singles. Probably going to be better off. Uh, well, that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherlight Report. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. So uh, I'll be honest, I was on the struggle bus today. I was looking through commanders. It was a bit tough. Uh, the numbers are against me if it were. Um, anyways, so we ended up today with Solkanar the Swamp King. So two colorless, a blue, a black, and a red. It's a summon legend from a long time ago. Oh, right. Uh, uh, let's see. Swamp Walk 5-5, five, five, whenever a black spell is successfully cast, gain one life. Interesting card. Um, so he's a little bit expensive to get out onto the board, but what I wanted to highlight here that I did a little bit of research on is how many different effects out there 
give you good things for casting black spells. Um, so if you're running any deck that has black cards in it, there's going to be a couple of things in here that may be useful for you just as utility, as grains, that type of stuff. Um, so he's going to be... Could be a Voltron, potentially. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, Swamp Walk, so we can swing through to a lot of people. Uh, he starts at a 5-5, which is a pretty good base. Um, but really, I think you're going to be focusing more on what you can do with the board and how you can gain life and do other things like that to, to penalize people. Um, so the first card I wanted to talk about is going to be Shrine of Limitless Power. Uh, it's a three-costed artifact. It's an uncommon. At the beginning of your upkeep or whenever you cast a black spell, put a charge counter on Shrine of Limitless Power and then four tap, sacrifice Shrine of Limitless Power. Target player discards a card for each charge counter on Shrine of Limitless Power. Whoa, so, that's so funny. <laughs> anytime you cast a black spell and at the beginning of each upkeep, you're going to be putting a charge counter on here. So once you get to six or seven, you're guaranteed to four mana wipe out anybody's hand that they're holding and or force them to play everything that's in it at the time. Uh, pretty fun. And then what you do is you throw in your Academy Ruins and then get this back and then do it again. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. And the cycle I continues. Like <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty <laughs> interested about this card. I'd never really paid attention to it before. I'd seen it, but never really read much into it, probably because it has, as Ty said, a lot of text. Um, you know, I got a little distracted, but it, it fits this deck pretty well because you're going to be helping out multiple things with your commander gaining you life when you play a black spell you're adding charge counters onto this guy and then uh, as you're doing that diving into the next artifact i wanted to talk about it is staff of death magus uh also three colorless artifact uncommon uh, oh. when you cast a black spell or a swamp enters the battlefield under your control you gain one life uh so this is helping you double triple quadruple up on your black spell pips and you're also getting uh life when you're playing your swamps um pretty useful yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to be building around your commander being out and casting black spells, you kind of want to go all in on that. You right. don't want to just pick the weird Grixis commander and not do anything <laughs> with the card. I'm thinking like every single one costed black and two costed black spell that I can find. Just dump them all in here. Run some things that penalize people when you gain life and just annoy the shit this out of might, people. This might actually be a yeah. great inclusion potential for the super budget one because all the cards you've talked about including him are under 50 cents and i don't think we're going far from this and the shrine is nine cents this one's four <laughs> cents Twelve cents. Uh, i think if we totaled up the percentage of use of all these cards in decks it would be in the zero to two percent range <laughs> give or take nailed it i think uh, all right, so we're going to move on. Going back to still my favorite symbol in Magic, it's Mirage. Uh, so this one is actually in the Mirage set, and it's a pun because it's a cat. It's Puraj, that's P-U-R-R-A-J, from Mirage of Urborg. So uh, Puraj of Urborg is three colorless, two black. It's a summon legend. I don't know what they've ever added that to, but I would assume a cat because that's what the picture looks like. Um, first strike when attacking. Uh, and then it's a 2-3, and then for one black, put a plus one, plus one counter on Parage of Urborg. Use this ability only when a black spell is successfully cast, and only once for each spell. It is a cat warrior. Ooh, yes! I knew it! I knew it! Uh, so, again, we're just sticking on theme here. Every black spell you play, you're gonna be doing something fun. Um, so you can beef this person up, uh, see how big you can get her i don't know him i i, I think it's a her judging from the picture no, but yeah, I, would, I, I don't think yeah, a lot of guys have tin cups on their uh, <laughs> armor around the chest area now yeah, yeah controversial opinion if this is how you want to build your deck isn't this just a better commander 
But then I got to stick to all black. I want to use blue for some fun things. Oh. Like you're going to need the card draw, some counter spells, save your life. And then obviously blue has everything else you need, like removal and ramp and whatever the hell else you want. So no problem. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would like to pip in some blue and, you know, red. Yeah, I probably won't use much red in this deck, but I'll also say this is a piece of magic history. So you can pick it up for 53 cents. Well, you know, I like to talk about magic history. And I do love how Parage of Urborgs in a total of two decks. Two? On, or, sorry, <laughs> sorry, it is the commander of two Excellent. decks yes. on Eden's Rex. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we'll work on Parage for next week. Actually, no, I already found... And Index, it's only in 21 decks. <laughs> I told you. This We're on fire today. Keeps going. <laughs> Uh, so the last one I'm going to talk about, I don't think is in any, well, it may be in a few more decks than that, but it's, it's certainly not, yeah, common, even though it is a common, uh, Meryl Bonar, uh, Bonar is all one word for those playing the home game. It is a one black creature, merfolk, rogue, common tap target player removes a card in his or her graveyard from the game. Whenever you play a black spell, you may untap Meryl Bonar. It's a one, one. This is just a okay. situational value. That's about it. There's not much else to it. It's it's a classic common. It comes in really good things like, you know, Merfolk and Rogue. Oh. So you can put those in your Merfolk and your Rogue decks. But uh, this one really only fits in this deck, and it doesn't really have a home much elsewhere because it's extremely situational. But in this deck, it could be kind of nice just to, to pick people's graveyards off if they're trying to kill you. Easy enough. No, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, so this is not a budget recommendation, but I think for whether you did Parage or uh, this commander, um, I think to make the deck function well, you have to do a painter. Yeah, chip. I was thinking that too. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, two colorless artifact creature scarecrow. It's a one three recently unbanned last summer. Ooh, uh, as it comes into play, choose a color and all cards that aren't in play spells, uh, permanence of the chosen color. Everything is basically that color. So basically the painter server comes in, you say black and then literally all of your abilities trigger all the GD time. <laughs> um, and everything is just epically amazing. And then obviously you throw an Urborg in there. You got swamp walk on everyone. You got all the black mana you need. Um, that would really make this deck. Her. It sure would. And you know what would make more triggers possible? Uh, possibly a trigger reminder from uh, Mr. Combo number five. And with that, I'm going to segue on out of here, kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Big Tuck and Mr. Combo. Nailed it. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your new team is to over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and our website, CMD Tower. Spooky websites. <laughs> you can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Commodore 5, all spell out except for the 5, at Dear Sweet, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh,